All right. Hey, guys. Good evening, Hello. everyone. Jason, Hello. You, you, I think we should get this out of the way at the top of the top of the cast here. You look like you're in a different, lo- different location there. I am in a different location. I'm in a different location with a different setup. And you know what? I've just been relaxing a lot this week. It's been great. Oh, man. That must be nice. I, I'm at my parents' house, which ordinarily people wouldn't think of as relaxing. But my mm. parents' house is at the beach. So that helps. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also, Hannah and I snuck away for two nights uh, without our children and left them in somebody oh else's gosh. care, which is extra relaxing. So when I can, when we can get rid of those three little heathens, it makes for a nice week. That's the oh reason boy. to have parents. Like, honestly, yeah, that's, that's the reason why to we have need them. Yeah. To have them yeah. at all, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, the biological aspect of being born, that yeah. parents help with that. Yeah. That, yeah, but I mean, I think it would have been better way. if that didn't happen. Honestly. Oh, Jake. Oh, oh Jake. Come on. All right. Sometimes you just got to cut Jake off before he goes any further with the <laughs> yeah. not wanting to be born stuff. But hello and welcome Starting to Squiring Minds. Grim note, man. <laughs> Episode 14, April 6, 2023. Show is three lawyer friends goofing around for your enjoyment. Nothing we say should be taken as legal advice. I'm one of those friends. I'm Andrew Leahy. I'm a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. I'm hi, joined Andrew. as hi, hey Jason, how are you? I'm joined I'm by Jason on vacation. You're on vacation. You're not doing work, right? So this isn't work. Uh, no, I'm. I'm this you were always work. doing work. Uh, I did do some work today. Uh, I had uh, I tried to book everything into like a three hour period where I was going to have every phone conversation and uh, do every like you know, miscellaneous filing that I needed to do this week. I was going to do it all today. Uh, and then everybody decided that they didn't want to have their calls at the scheduled time. So, you know, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Does that improve so. your your day or just make your tomorrow worse? Well, it makes me start drinking earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> I like we, we can hear the clinking of the ice in your glass. It's a good little <laughs> ambiance thing. It's like, this is an audio medium, but people can really feel like they're on vacation too now, you know? Yeah. Or Dean yeah, Martin it, is there with you. If this is the only uh, vibe of vacation that you get, I'm really sorry. If it's yeah. if the ice cubes in my Yeti cup are the only thing <laughs> that you get of vacation, like I'm really sorry. Let, no, uh, I can also. So I have wine, and that doesn't make a clinking sound, but I can just mm. like gulp really loudly into the microphone a lot whenever I drink the wine. I'm sure yeah, everybody would love that. What is that? A plus plus podcasting right there. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Is it ASMR? What is the the thing that people that that uh, is ASMR? Know? ASMR. Yeah, I have tea. Except I can that's... slurp that. I was about to start mm. doing ASMR, but that's not when you. That's not this in. podcast. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's your other show. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's your OnlyFans page. <laughs> the other voice we're hearing is somebody who's not on vacation. That's Jake. Actually, I, I kind of am. Hi, I'm Jake. Oh. Uh, I'm a local government and land use attorney. Uh, but yeah, so I'm off tomorrow because of my, you know. As a Jew, I take Good Friday off. Um, But also, I have a pre-planned... I had a... I scheduled my... I was like, I know myself. I'm not going to give myself time off. I'm going to schedule three days off uh, in the upcoming week. And I did that like two months ago. And so, I am out until next Wednesday, as of right now. So Oh, awesome. You're you're both on vacation. Yeah, kind of. Though... Mazel, Mazel tov. Thank you, though, as it so happens, as always happens, uh, the world's going to collapse if I don't get get back to people by Wednesday, stuff that needs to be done. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll, I'll be working a little bit, but I'm also going to be uh, playing a lot more video games, doing a lot less 
So that'll be nice. Attaboy. Attaboy. You deserve it. Thank you. Absolutely. And speaking of working a lot, I think uh, we're both we're all looking forward to digging into this sort of mini topic that is our uh, is it our first thing we're, we're getting to today. Are we, ta- oh, are we talking about uh, Donald Trump working a lot on getting arrested? Yeah, I guess we'll do that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing <laughs> really to say about, I mean, the indictment uh, being unsealed. Did anybody have anything really interesting? I like the tax angle. I've been looking at it. That there might be some sort oh. of state and local or um, uh, state income tax issue there that's like the underlying felony or whatever. And so there's been a lot of hay made of that. But I don't know. Uh, did you guys find it particularly interesting? Uh, I did find it very uh, confirming of my priors in terms of the media just really, really, really wanting something interesting to happen and try hyping it up in a huge way. What is actually a pretty boring court court procedure. Yeah. And then nothing happening. Right. And you could tell they're like trying to justify all the time they spent on this thing. Uh, and Yeah. The will Um, he, won't he stuff. And then even like all the speculation that was like, you know, will he, uh, will DeSantis, I mean, we did it a little bit, but we were mostly joking. Will DeSantis, you know, not refuse to extradite him or whatever. I heard someone make an observation that I thought was great. Um, It would be funny if uh, uh, Trump had baited DeSantis into saying that he wouldn't, you know, extradite him and that this was all bananas and stuff. Just so like in their first debate, Trump can say like, you're a lawless hack. You know what I mean? Like to DeSantis, like you, you, you have uh, no respect for the rule of law. I mean, I don't think that that's what's going that doesn't, on. That doesn't play well, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think it plays well. But I mean, the whole thing, like uh, I, I watched it. I, you know, tuned in. I was doing other stuff, but I put on the news and watched it. And they were covering it like it was the O.J. Simpson chase. Like, it, you know, every yeah. all these shots from outside of Trump Tower and shots from in, in the uh, Manhattan DA's office. And, you know, little analyses of like the security guard that didn't hold the door and everything. It was all seemed <laughs> oh to my be God. <laughs> much ado about nothing, really. And uh, then yeah. no mugshot. I was very disappointed in that no Uh, you know well you know i well it's technically he's charged with like what 40 felonies or something (laughs) Uh, but uh the you know it was not uncommon for people charged with misdemeanors when i was a criminal defense attorney to not get arrested at all if they were charged from you know from far away they just get a summons and they turn them and they show up in court for their arraignment and that's it they don't get processed or anything right so yeah, I mean, Donald Trump doesn't seem like he's going to flee. This is pure, you know, uh, this pure personality, uh, yeah. armchair psychologist stuff. He's, he seems too ingrained in uh, the America uh, part of his image to ever run away. So, like, you don't got to arrest him. He's not he's he's not going to false. I mean, he. I'm sure he'll be falsifying records all the time. Uh, right. But uh, that's, you know. <laughs> you don't need to keep them locked up to stop it from doing that. This is right. a, an interesting case where uh, you find out the the political alignments on pretrial detention are kind of warped. You can kind of tell who because, you know, there's been a uh, I want to it's kind of been a joint progressive and some conservative cause of lowering rates of pretrial detention. So when you get arrested, right. do you stay in j- jail during tr- before trial? Because when with cash bond being the predominant method of release, it really sets a different whether or not you're released before trial is basic is very much based on whether you have money to pay your bail, which, right. you know, uh, I think isn't a great system. Uh, but, uh, you know, some you've seen people who argued against pretrial detention like that and also were like, why isn't this guy getting arrested and held in jail? <laughs> and, you know. 
I can see I can see justifications for that, but um, yeah, it, it's been interesting to watch. Uh, one fun thing that came out of this, sorry to just move right into another thing, is that did you guys see the all the people that had scheduled themselves to get married on the on the day that Donald Trump got <laughs> had his arraignment? <laughs> no, because it no. happened in the same courthouse where people get married. Um, oh, oh, not like as a celebratory thing. They weren't like, "I will marry you the day Trump is no. indicted." Oh, okay. This was like just happened to be there and there. Yeah. being trotted through oh yeah no, so like there's that. all these like wedding photos of people you know taking <laughs> having they're just married in front of helicopters and like people <laughs> screaming at them it's a lot of that's a fun aspect of this that's I mean, apparently that's one of his in new york city right yeah <laughs> you never know what you're gonna see only in new york mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's apparently one of his favorite things to do at Mar-a-Lago too, is like basically crash people's weddings and, you know, take pictures. <laughs> and, and so, cause every once in a while you, when he was, uh, I don't know if when he was president or maybe just after like the first, yeah, I think it was just after he, he was out the first sort of photos you saw of him and he wasn't looking so good. He was like at the buffet line at Mar-a-Lago during somebody's wedding, just like getting eggs or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other not looking great was there was that one photo of him sitting, you know, with his attorneys in, in the courtroom. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't attribute what channel this was it might have been um cbs news said that uh in the absence of a mugshot, that photo of him looking sort of grim and a little bit haggard <laughs> that was going to be the defining photo of the of the trump era or or you know of the of the 21st century or something and like oh. i haven't seen it reproduced anywhere it's already i mean the whole story is already over basically yeah the, you know what's more defining than that picture the ai generated picture of him running from the cops oh absolutely those are much better that, yes. that's been everywhere yeah. and that was really that was moment defining to me <laughs> that's true uh, i was like that's oh, how yeah. i'm going to i'm going to tell my kids that's trump really getting arrested <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly that's how it went yeah cuz uh, at the defining. time it, it it's, it's both the fact that it's at the time that everybody's kind of like you know freaking out slash excited about ai right. and also a false image that people kind of spread spread is real uh, and emblematic of kind of the hype that was going on about what was going on with Donald Trump. And also it's Donald Trump getting arrested. So are you thinking of the one where he's kind of leaning against the phalanx of cops that are like trying to sort of hoist him up? Is that the one that you would imagine as the, no, I was thinking of the one where he's like running away from cops towards the camera, like a, oh. like a nineties action movie. Yeah. Uh, VHS See? cover. I thought you were talking um, about the one that looks like he's doing a trust fall where the officers are yeah. catching him by the arms. As oh, that was a, that's a good backwards. one, too. Yeah, it, that's a good competitor for sure. The running is less believable because like, I, I, I would be interested to know, like, what do you think? What is the more recent thing Trump has done? Run at like a like a good clip, like really bolted. <laughs> right. Or a, like gone up more than, say, two flights of stairs. Like well, what <laughs> over under and then which was the most recent? I, he does exercise a lot. He golf is an exercise of some is kind. Is it though? Is it with a cart? Yeah, I, mm. I'm tired when I've played 18 holes. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. and uh, but you don't know what clip he was running in that AI thing. He could have been Golumpin in his. Oh, run. that's true. You're right. He could just you be know? doing that like that thing you do when you're crossing the street He's and a like, car eh. is coming and you want to make them think you're moving faster, but you're not. Yeah. yeah. Like that kind of, yeah. You move your arms quickly and you're, you're moving your, your body kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of you is not moving that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's why the police were like, the police weren't even trying. There was just kind of like, you <laughs> Where's know, he going? like what's he doing? <laughs> right. He's going to keel over at the end of the block anyway. It's, he's not getting anywhere. I don't have any real sympathy for anything that, Donald Trump went through with his arraignment because he had the option to do it by Zoom. 
<laughs> he invited him to do it by Zoom. Right. And like, so all of this notion that, uh, oh, we were so persecuted, you know, the, the Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, George Santos showing up there being persecuted uh, by the people who were banging <laughs> pots and pans next to them to right. uh, interfere with them. Like, yeah, there's zero sympathy because none of that had to happen. All you had to do was dial into this Zoom call uh, and get arraigned that way. And now you chose the spectacle. And uh, okay, no sympathy. Are, are Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos like allies? What What is her? I don't actually know what her p- thoughts on him are. Because they, because <laughs> that would well, be. Well, there's a 60 minute uh, Leslie Stahl interview with her for, <laughs> that probably covers that and everything else. Uh, oh <laughs> but like, I thought he was like, nobody liked him. I thought everybody was, was out on him. I, uh, that might be her too. I mean, I don't know that she has a ton of, I mean, does the, does the Republican base in like Congress like her or she's sort um, of her own thing. She, during the whole McCarthy, uh, speaker of the house debacle, she like cozied up to McCarthy. And I think they're, she and McCarthy are best buds now, oh. or at least she would li- like it to be thought of that way. And so, She's sidled up to the seat of power in, in the House of Representatives right now. Now, Santos, is she your rep? I think. Is that, is no, that your rep? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. My, my, rep, my rep is equally as bad. It's Andrew Clyde. Uh, and uh, uh, he is, you know, he's the guy who wears the uh, <laughs> AR, AR-15 pin on his tie. Uh, oh, that, nice. You're going to have to be more a, specific. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Andrew Clyde, not a great dude. Uh, no, uh, Madge is up in northwestern Georgia, like the Rome, Georgia area. Uh, if you ever find yourself driving down between Chattanooga and Atlanta on I-75, there is a, in my mind, iconic billboard that I think is right in the uh, heart of her district. And it says, and it channels this Bible verse, so it's speaking to my people, uh, but it says, Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then dot, 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 dot. And then at the bottom, it says, even the Democrats. And the T in Democrats is a pitch, is a red pitchfork. Uh, it's something oh, special, that's, man. That's fine. That's, that's very the nice. Kind of, that's the kind of district that elects Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, mm. yeah. I think we might have some of that in, uh, in Orlando. Oh, I bet you do. We oh, yeah. We fun, got a dust. We got that. fun billboards. Billboards are the place for fun. Yeah. Yeah. We have that. We have a couple of, uh, um, attorneys that are at war with each other. There's like uh, Morgan and Morgan. He, you know that? You know, oh. the, the, the the big, you know, the big whatever, the personal sure, injury. Sure. You don't got to tell me about Morgan and Morgan. I'm in Morgan well, Morgan capital. But yeah. he made the mistake of putting up a billboard in, in Philadelphia, making use of the term John. Are you guys familiar with John, J-A-W-N, as a term for everything? For John Fetterman? No. J-A-W-N is... A noun in Philadelphia. I'm not from Philly, so I, I can't really. I'm just you know an outsider. I'm like an ethnographer telling you about some culture I visited. Um, John is everything. Like who is this John? That could be a person. Uh, oh. What is this John? Could be a venue. Uh, I'll have one of those Johns. That could be uh, uh, some sort of food. Uh, this Morgan and Morgan guy made the mistake of putting up a billboard that made use of John and uh, another attorney, uh, Rosenbaum, who's also a personal injury attorney, similar kind of like ambulance chasing kind of that sort of type of. I'm sure a very nice gentleman um, put up a billboard right across the highway from him saying like, yeah, uh, Morgan and Morgan is not a real Philadelphia attorney. I'm a real Philadelphia attorney. And then Morgan and Morgan put up a billboard that said like, this oh John God. doesn't like that. I'm, you know, telling it like it is or whatever. And so there's this little war <laughs> oh going on. No. But yeah, 
Okay. That's a little bit of local <laughs> flavor for, for boy. That's what we're up to up here. You guys have pitchforks for your teas. Uh, we have uh, attorneys that are, are or are not Philly enough. You can always count on Philadelphia to keep it classy. Oh, yeah. And that, <laughs> my friends, is irony. <laughs> okay, so if we don't have anything else to say about uh, no, nothing Trump, else. we have uh, another billionaire that's making a fool of himself in Elon Musk. And uh, I, so oh. I didn't follow this story initially. I didn't realize that the algorithm was released by Twitter. Yeah, or not. I thought right, this was not a all of it. Okay. It was published by Twitter. So, uh, supposedly the important parts, I just saw this in a tweet, were not published. Right. But okay. a lot of stuff about what they front and and don't and downgrade squelch uh, right. was in there. And so um, a lot of people, so they published it to GitHub and you're going to have to tell me more about how GitHub works to understand what they were doing when they're doing this. So one thing is that somebody looked through all of it, found stuff like uh, posts about Ukraine are um, are given one one hundredth of the weight of other posts. Right. So like they're really taking down posts about Ukraine, right. and but and then they were increasing posts by uh, they were increasing posts by specific people. There was a group of like twenty people that that automatically got boosted, and yeah. you know Elon it, Musk cast. Catterd, Catterd, um, <laughs> LeBron James, yeah. right? Um, uh, yeah, like li- like across the political spectrum. But people, if you've seen, they're like the big tweeters that people. I don't know if it's a chicken and the egg kind of situation, but right. uh, yeah, people right, right. that have Did the algorithm make Twitter them the big tweeters for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but people were posting modifications to the algorithm to like eliminate everybody that has twitter blue uh to <laughs> right. eliminate you know elon musk etc and i i don't know what is a github pull what github push yeah github so, pull request yeah a pull a pull is when you retrieve when you're retrieving some code that's been committed to right. github and a push is when you're depositing code onto github so it's like that's the save and a pull is like an open yeah and so a pull request is like, let's say, Jake, you had um, a uh, piece of software on GitHub and you had written it and you open source the source. So you put the source on GitHub. Here it all is, right? This thing is a Mastodon client that runs on esq.social, right? And you published it. And I find, as just some person, I find a bug in it. And I say, uh, and you know, between lines 85 and 90, you have a semicolon where you should have a colon. I can request, I can make that change and then issue you a pull request, which is saying like, hey, take a look at the changes I made. And then if you agree with them, pull it in and you know, okay. make the changes to the code. So I assume that's what somebody yeah. was doing with these. They were sending pull requests basically for to like, Twitter. hey, how about, yeah, Be yeah. Like, yeah, how about you eliminate all the Twitter blue? Yeah, that's that great. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I saw that the the, the blue extending the, the, the reach was by a factor of four, I think, right? If you're Twitter blue, Between you were two you were, to four. Two to four, more likely yeah. to, to, or like whatever their their uh, weighting system is, it was bumping it up significantly. Yeah, and, and this is that. only I the. I don't know how you pick. Is it two or is it four or is it three or yeah. is it three point five? Like, how right. do you judge that? Is it because you you know have had Twitter blue for longer? That's that's befuddling, but whatever. It's, yeah, it's all. It stupid. seems very arbitrary. Like uh, Facebook, when they uh, like some of their details came out. It was like they clocked anger emoji reactions to oh, statuses yeah. as five times more mm-hmm. important. Five is such a fa- like they're just they're just making stuff up. Yeah, 
Like there's no there's no science behind that five. Uh, no, I assume just, there's like, some level of zeroing it in. I mean, like uh, again, I'm not, yeah. not I'm not countering what you're saying. I agree there's yeah. no science, but I assume what they did was at some point they probably had it at ten. Yeah. At some point they probably had it at two. And they found right. that to be, you know, better the or maxim- worse. And- maximizing engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess um, if, you, if you push it too much and you and you only show things that people are reacting with anger to, obviously, you know, eventually people go like, I don't yeah. like going on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it does nothing but enrage me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Or or only the very worst ideas come to the top. You don't want that. You want like the top, mm-hmm. not the top 20% worse, but maybe like the the uh, between 20 and 30 percent, that little 10 percent worst ideas. Right. Just enough that people are going to get angry, but not that they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is a, you know, a, some yeah. sort of hellscape. I um, think it's easier to like A-B test the anger emoji, the angry reaction and stuff like that than it is to test the Ukraine post stuff where you're like doing topic specific squelching of uh, of stuff that the ukraine thing might be might be just straight up like political like oh yeah uh, it, it absolutely is yeah, yeah. there's no the way that elon they're is, testing the ukraine thing there yeah. that is just straight up elon saying i don't want so much ukraine on my bird app yeah not dog app yeah 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 dog app. yeah thank you and so yeah it boosted stuff by him and then i mean yeah. the stuff that was a little more pedestrian was like it was interesting you know to the extent that I, I was ever interested in Twitter. It's interesting to know that like a like gets a thir- 30, 30x boost apparently, whereas a retweet is only a 20x and a reply was just like doubling, like just, you know, one X, which I guess is either yeah. nothing or I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know what these X's really what these mean, like what these yeah. multipliers are is is a one X for a reply. Does that mean it doesn't do anything? It is neither positive nor negative. Or does that mean it is twice as uh, I don't know to the extent that any of this is all that interesting. It's only interesting to me back when I would have used Twitter. I'm not going back, but <laughs> I mean, it is I, funny the, that he released the code and like, and then, so then he said he didn't know that his name was in there and he's not surprised <laughs> that it was, he's, you know, it's a little bit embarrassing and he found it weird. Oh, but I okay. mean, it's just, it, it's, it's what's going on at Twitter all the time now. Like he's just continually <laughs> like slipping in dog crap and like rolling around on the ground in it. He like it, all of these disasters are of his own making. Yeah. Or to the extent they're disasters. And the other story today, obviously, was that he removed the W in Twitter on the sign. <laughs> Why? Man, Nobody I, knows. Yeah. If only somebody thought about a good joke about about that. About Twitter yeah. no longer. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my let me get my rim yeah. shot ready. Jake, yeah, no. Do, do, can you think of a joke? Hold on. Okay. I can't I can't steal the valor for this. Um <laughs> Stolen you were valor. invited to steal the valor. I, I yes. told you to steal the valor. Uh, it's a metaphor for Twitter's complete lack of W these days. Great job. Th- there we go. That's from Brandon. Brandon. Uh, Good job, friend, Brandon. Friend of the podcast, Brandon. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Yes. I, we, need, we need a better term than that. It's going to be like a podcaster of counsel or something like that. Mm, yeah. I like that. I don't yeah, know. I like we're that gonna too. Work, we're going to workshop this offline, come up with something really good for next week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With, right, with so, our of counsel, Brandon. With of counsel, yes. Brandon, yeah. That's um, right. I don't think we have much to say about Twitter either. You want to move on to the, the real meaty, juicy, fun story? Yeah. Let's move on because I have, I don't know if I've got a lot to say about this topic, but <laughs> I have a lot of feeling about this topic. So uh, I'm, even though, Andrew, you are ordinarily the introducer of things. <laughs> no worries. I'm gonna, I've, I've, I've got a lot of, uh, I, I got feelings about this. So Paul Hastings, big law firm, big, big law firm. Uh, they had a meeting that I think, as far as my investigation has disclosed, yes, I did a little bit of homework. I broke the rule. 
it seems as though there was a, uh, a meeting, a presentation that was done within the private equity and mergers and acquisitions group at Paul Hastings. I don't know if it was just one office. I don't know if it was like cross office, all of the PE and M&A folks. Uh, but there was this PowerPoint presentation that was put together uh, and delivered at this meeting. And there is a slide that has been making a big, big splash in the legal community. Uh, the lawyers read it, the big law subreddit. <laughs> it's, it's been a real spicy week to talk about this. And it lays out a series of non-negotiable expectations. Now, Paul Hastings has come out and said, this wasn't really our idea. This was prepared by an associate and the views expressed do not reflect the views of the firm or its partners, which is uh, completely unsurprising that they would throw yeah. this guy yeah. you know, under the bus. Uh, it does read like an associate, associate who's way too into his job, his or her oh, job. Yeah. It reads like a, mid, like a mid-level associate who's like fully yeah. indoctrinated. That like uh, carries the bag that has Paul Hastings on it and drinks coffee <laughs> out of a mug that says Paul Hastings. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Just like real, like it's like it's a team. You know what I mean? They yeah. wear Paul Hastings like hat, hats on vacation and right. stuff yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah, I would say that he's probably like the captain of the Paul Hastings softball team or something like that. Oh but yeah. You don't. Yeah. You can't have a life to ha- to play on a Paul Hastings softball team when you work for Paul Hastings. <laughs> and this list will tell us about why. <laughs> well, I, I would like to say that is not Jason being uh, a misogynist there by saying he and assuming it's a he. It is absolutely a he. This is this has guy <laughs> written all over it writing this list. That is that he's not Jason's not assuming that a woman can't be in big law. He is rightly predicting <laughs> that the person who makes a list like this is a, a guy that looks like us. I think yeah, I okay. think this could cut. I can imagine this coming from basically anybody in big law. I think okay. the big law, the big law culture is Just, universal. That's yeah. the predominant thing. Okay, that's like the yeah. dominant cultural marker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, when I say guy, I mean it in the Midwestern sense, which neither yeah. of you will probably understand. Uh, I, I did this accidentally with some people this week where I said, you guys, when I meant y'all or the group of yeah. you, uh, but you guys is like the Illinois, yeah. Indiana right, way of just saying all y'all. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, how it is in California folks. too. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. California didn't have y'all. Like you guys was our y'all. Yeah. Uh, I, and also boys is also somehow gender uh, gender neutral in some circumstances. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this really does read like it's an amped up testosterone filled uh, big law uh, associate. So yeah. uh, I guess uh, without further ado, let's kind of go through these non-negotiable expectations and uh, offer comments uh, about big law in general uh, and about these particular things. So uh, non-negotiable expectation number one is PH is an AMLAW 20 law firm. So for those people who are not interested in big law, uh, I'm not interested in big law except for hating it. Uh, <laughs> PH is an AMLAW 20 firm. That basically means that it is one of the 20 biggest, most important, highest rated law firms in the United States. AMLAW, American law, 20, top 20 law firm. So PH is an AMLAW 20 law firm. You're in the big leagues, which is a privilege. Act like it. Do you want to okay. stop and talk? Do you want to do like one point, point by point that this yeah. is you, uh, 
Yeah, I think point. I think we yeah. gotta do point by point for this because I have I have a, I have a fun little quiz show for you guys. Um, <laughs> okay. Would you like oh, to? I, I looked this up. Would you like to guess uh, what uh, Paul Hastings' ranking is in the Amla twenty list? It's, it's twenty. It's twenty. Yeah. It's, it's twenty. 20. I, okay, it's so I, I was 20. gonna say nineteen. Yeah. Jason got it immediately because yeah. it'd be too embarrassing to say twenty top twenty <laughs> exactly. if you're twenty. But okay, it's exactly yeah, 20. twenty. Yeah. This, okay. This conjures if they were twenty first, then it would be the Amla twenty one. Yeah. yeah, I have won eleven of my last twelve games. Yes. Oh, okay. That's, right. okay. <laughs> That's uh, you're starting out with a banger because yeah. you're like already we're I'm be- we're better than everybody else because of our MLA ranking, um, right. which is okay. Uh, I that's you know. With, and it's a little bit uh, humbling, a little with the like you're in the big league, and it's a privilege, right? You're you're attempting to use the language of the era. To kind yeah. of convey, like, look, you know, you you you, you folks are, are in, in a great position here, and, and not everyone has this this great advantage that you know to work for for Mister Hastings, and uh, and you know, so you should act like it. It's very, it's yeah, it's it's not good. We're not starting well here. Yeah, the yeah, this is a like this is said from a tone of like somebody who's like has the has the uh, has like a kind of survivalist mentality where they're like they're like i'm just trying to tell you what you need to survive because it's brutal Mm -hmm. out there and it tells you more about their own perspective of the of the legal field than it does how the legal field actually is like i've gotten plenty of like survivalists like nobody nobody will care about you unless you unless you'll answer the phone at 3 a.m and the truth is they'll they will deal with it if you don't answer the phone. Yeah. Three. I'm I'm jumping ahead, but anyway, my, my favorite ahead. my favorite yeah. is also those people. The survivalist thing you're talking about is they'll tell you these things that you know only happen to them. So it'll be like, listen, the first time you give an assignment to a partner, he's gonna ball it up, he's gonna throw it in your face, and you're gonna cry like a baby. Okay, yeah. so and that's just how it is because this we're Paul Hastings, and no, no, I think that I, I believe yeah. you that that was your experience. I'm not sure that that's everyone's experience, but yes, survivalist. Okay, yeah. so that's one. We're yeah. ready for two. Yeah, let's let, yeah, let's go for it. Number two, we are in the business of client service. Client service is bold and underlined, although I don't nice. know who underlines things anymore in 2023. Uh, you are the concierge at the Four Seasons, a waiter mm-hmm. at Alinea. Alinea is a restaurant. I looked it up. The client oh, yeah. always comes yeah. first and is always right. If a client wants a mountain moved, we move it. No questions. There's a sub point, uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll stop right there. Uh, so... Uh, you are the concierge at the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. I imagine that you all know this. The Four Seasons is one of those like uh, bend over backwards to wow the uh, wow yeah. the visitor there. Or it's Four uh, Seasons yeah. total landscaping, and it's Rudy Giuliani <laughs> with shoe polish running down the side of his head. It's one or the yeah. other. But we, I think yeah. they're probably referring to the hotel. I will I will concede that here <laughs> they're probably referring to the hotel. Based on the Alinea reference, which is one of the most fancy restaurants in the world. Uh, I don't yeah. Chicago, in, uh, I think, right? Yes, Chicago. Chicago. Yes. Um, I didn't yeah, Google it, that. You Googled that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's it's very famous. The the head the head chef for a long time got tongue cancer. Anyway. Um, oh no. Yeah. Uh, it's not often you hear about tongue cancer. No. Yeah. This is this point was actually the most offensive to me. Okay. Because it's wrong. Because that's not how. I think a good attorney client boss underling relationship goes right. Like that's no, not no questions. You move the mountain, no questions. Yeah. You mountain? move the mountain, no questions. You don't think 
Well, like, right. that's why are you hiring me if I'm not supposed to think? Like, right. that's uh, that's kind of uh, I. Well, it belies what you're saying. The person saying this is I. I they're they're in a, yeah. in a slightly elevated position, so they're exactly. saying Yo, you don't think I am the thinker. You're right. nothing. You're yeah, a pawn this, in this game. This is an associate that doesn't like being told that they're wrong, right. or doesn't, especially by anybody junior to them. Yeah. Um, and I bet mm. that's the way they've been treated before. Because some of my best relationships with clients were ones where I got I got deep a deeper relationship with them because I started saying like, I'm not sure this is a good idea because blank blank blank. I'll help you with it, but he, you know, giving them feedback. People really want. A lot of people really want guidance or want at least some, if they, if they've hired you, they want you to think uh, and they want, they want your thoughts on it. Right. Uh, right. Even if, uh, you know, uh, even if ultimately they, obviously what they say goes, but. um, Unless you have a very sensitive ego, in which case you don't want to be questioned. Right. To sort of, to your point, the sub point here, as a junior, your clients are the associates and partners on the deal team. So that's the, that's the rest of that, right? Is that this person is saying, well, you know, you I am your client as the senior associate that is making this PowerPoint and giving you instructions. I'm your client. So you just do what I say. You don't ask any questions. You move the mountain. Right. And this is the bullet point right after he says the client always comes first and is always right. Right. And then the bullet point is as a junior, your client is (laughs) me. I'd like to introduce introduce myself to you. I'm the client. Yeah. Yes. This is also right. right. You move the mountains that I say to move and you don't ask questions like. Right. "Hmm." This, this is this, also like the most hellish thing I can imagine as a associate is not only having no client contact, having no partner contact. So you're like three yeah. levels removed from the actual client. Uh, right. And you have no idea what the client wants because yes. you're you're getting your client feedback through two levels of telephone. That sounds this, awful. This is a, a reference that I'm embarrassed to make, but it seems so appropriate. Uh have y'all seen the movie The Devil Wears Prada? Where yes. okay, okay. So there's the uh, evil devil who wears Prada. Uh, it's Glenn Close. Uh, I think plays the uh, plays that character, who's modeled after a real person. And I don't know who that real person is. Anna Somebody in the, there. You go in the magazine business. Uh, and uh, then she has two assistants. One of whom is played by Anne Hathaway. The other is played by Emily Blunt. I think is that right? I don't know. I'm not good with names, uh, but like there's a hierarchy among the assistants and the senior mm-hmm. assistant gets real pissed when the junior assistant starts mm-hmm. to like exceed her parameters and exceed yeah. her boundaries and like not chart things through the senior assistant. And this is just like the, the mean version of <laughs> uh, you don't you dare talk to a partner. Yeah. <laughs> All of your stuff goes through me. No questions. You move the mountains that I tell you to move. Uh, I this it is a hellish scenario. <laughs> I agree, Jay. Yeah. It's awful. And also, I would add that uh, it concerns me that this is how they view waitstaff at the Four Seasons and uh, Alinea. Right? I mean, yeah. the idea that if there's no question, like yeah. I don't think that that's the job of the concierge at the Four Seasons. I will admit, mm-hmm. I have never stayed at the Four Seasons, and I haven't walked up to the concierge and asked them to, you know help me dispose of a body or something, yeah. but I don't think that that's their job is to just do what, yeah. whatever it is. No questions asked. Same thing with a waiter. I bet you they ask questions and there are probably limits to what they'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number three, Jason. 
Number three, you are, this is bold and underlined again, you are online 24 seven. Uh, online is in quotes, I don't know why, uh, but you are online 24 seven, no exceptions, no excuses. I assume that this also means that you're online 365 days a year uh, and oh. next year <laughs> online 366. Uh, and so like no vacations, no right. sleeping, no, no undisturbed sleep, uh, no, you know, dinner with your family, uh, no, no, you know, going it uninterrupted to your house of worship. No. Uh, this is, uh, you are online 24 uh, seven. This is not only uh, just jerk ish, uh, it is super unhealthy. Uh, you, we are not, humans do not exist in a capacity where you can go 24 seven and be online 24 seven. We need rest. Yeah. When I first read this, I thought online, like you are online 24 yeah. seven was yeah, like, on you teams know, or on Slack. I'm on, tuned I'm, in. I'm, no, I'm like, you're on Twitter. You're seeing, yeah. you're seeing what people <laughs> right. are talking about. You're who's the right. main character of the day. You're right. on TikTok. You're, you know, you're you keeping knew about with Bean it. Dad before he didn't open the can of beans. Exactly. You, you're you're in. You're 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 stitched into the. You got your pul- your finger on the pulse of culture. But no, I think I think Jason's right. I yeah. think it, they no, mean it's like, about yeah. You're yeah, checking you're, your email. You're answering phones. Whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. Which is uh, terrible. Um, yeah, uh, but I definitely <laughs> like that's de- that's n- this is not a Paul Hastings specific uh, mentality. Even if other firms won't put it in the email. Like, uh, no, yeah, like, I mean, big, it's that's rife in big law where like they just kind of expect you to answer the phone whenever they call you. That's just yeah. the thing. And, and they expect you to a- answer emails quickly. Yeah. That's not isolated to big law either. I mean, you can get yeah. a job at a tiny little law firm, and I've never had one, thank God, but uh, I've never had a job where you were expected to respond to stuff at four in the morning. No. But yeah. like, this is, it's not just a big law problem. It is much more highly prevalent in big law seems to me i've never been in big law uh there's reasons on both sides for that uh but uh gosh this is this is just a terrible boss a terrible work culture thing too yeah it's also one of those things where you are setting up a standard that is like if you take it literally or a rule that if you take it literally it's impossible to abide by so you're also creating a rule set that immediately everyone that it falls under it is breaking and so right. just from like, even if you wanted to sort of achieve the ends you're looking for, which is to get people to really like whatever Elon Musk said, like you know, hardcore or whatever, you know, nonsense. He was yelling at people as he was dragging beds into their offices and making them stay there. Um, you're failing at it because you're setting a stand. Like if you just simply said something like you need to respond to any email you receive before midnight within 20 minutes, that's still a, a horrendous standard to set p- for people or, or a rule to, to place on people. But like it's. Yeah technically doable you can you know get you can achieve those ends. you know what i mean you can you can follow that rule this is just all you're doing is you're saying to, to the associates basically hide the fact that you do anything else i should never know that you do anything else mm. and mm-hmm. that's not good yeah no it would drive i i you know people i talk to big law partners who have better policies than this and they're they still can't keep their associates because of burnout so yeah People are just burning out like crazy these days. Yeah. And this okay, is it. Number four. Number four. Timeliness slash quality. Clients expect everything to be done perfectly and <laughs> delivered yesterday. Sometimes you just do things. You just demand things that are literally not possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this yes. is this is a 
hyperbole. And I think probably this is the first time that I can say that I genuinely believe this is hyperbole because I think the online 24 seven thing is probably in t- intended and yeah. truthful. Yeah. Uh, but obviously you can't have things delivered yesterday uh, right. when they articulate them today, but clients expect everything to be done perfectly and delivered yesterday. You know what? I don't think that this point is as offensive. Uh, they want it done very well and they want it done now. And I think there was a point made in here uh, or somewhere in the content that I read about this that said, when you're paying somebody, when you're paying a junior associate $850 an hour for their work, you know, I'm probably inclined to expect that to be pretty darn good and pretty darn prompt. Well, that's part, that's point five. That's oh, is uh, it? Oh, well, look at yeah. me jumping ahead now. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, but I would, sorry, I would agree with that for, for the only, that remember clients have been defined now as being the senior associates as yes, well. So the true. clients mm, that are yeah. demanding perfectly yeah. yesterday, that's me who wrote this PowerPoint. Hi, I'm yeah. the client. Yes. So that's, that bothers me a little bit. And the thing is, there's nobody, it takes time to perfectly write an email. Um, Like, uh, it's, there's no such thing as perf, like, you are trading off perfectness with promptness anytime, anytime you're doing it. There's no way around that. Yeah. Um, You should be good as a person making a lot of money per hour. Um, You should be very good at your job. And definitely some people will take, some people can almost never produce something perfectly and some people can never be prompt. Uh, so you should be on the better end of that. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I, I, don't, I, I think the offensive thing about this point is that it's not really saying anything more profound other than be good at your job. Yeah. Um, right. Because it's not a real, you're, that's a trade-off. You're saying they want both x and y when you're trading off x to get y you're not helping me figure out which one you want well the other thing is the clients i mean like let's drop the part where the clients are the senior associates and make the clients actually outside clients yes Um, who interfaces with the clients it's the partners if their expectations are unreasonable and i'm a junior associate and you're a senior associate or you're a partner Mm -hmm. that's up to you to manage those clients expectations to something that's possible yeah. to get done like i don't come and tell me like that's why you senior associate or you partner get paid what you get paid go deal with the with the clients and tell them yeah sorry we can't get this done in uh you know this amount of work you want done in a weekend we can't get that done so it's a little bit of like offloading to well the clients have these demands you know these demands of us okay but you are yeah. telling them that that's acceptable right? yeah the, the clients expect thing might save this because clients often expect the impossible right uh, which is you know uh, you just deal with it as it comes, but I, yeah. it's not very client. You're basically just saying clients have unreasonable expectations, which is true, yeah. but also you're a client under this rubric and you should right. be reasonable yeah. with your expectations. So, yeah. so, so the client wants a mountain moved, we move it and we ask no questions about <laughs> it because yeah. someone's paying you $850 per hour or more to move. It. Uh, so 0.5, they're paying you a lot of money. Think about that and everything that you do, all communications and work product need to be prompt, professional, polished. Hey, you know what? Communications and work product should be prompt, professional, and polished. Yeah, yeah that's probably true across the board. I, th- I think what that's is, yeah. I don't mind this prompt, one. What does prompt mean? Prompt. I think most reasonable lawyers uh, understand that to mean uh, prompt is probably within twenty four hours. Yeah. Uh, professional means uh, you're not acting like a child, and polished <laughs> means that you're articulating yourself well. 
I think those are reasonable expectations, especially when yeah. you're making that much money. Yeah. So, well, so let's let's cut the rest. Let's move five to number one, and we got the first one that we would keep on this uh, PowerPoint, probably. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, that's fair. Yes. And uh, I think I don't know if every state does this, but uh, in Indiana, when I first mm-hmm. passed the bar, you have to take this applied professionalism course where they do a special thing for newly minted lawyers. Mm-hmm. It's the first CLE you have to take. And like, this is basically what they talk about. Yeah. The judges say, somebody comes in from the disciplinary commission and says, uh, the two most common reasons that I see lawyers getting disciplined are stealing clients' money and mm-hmm. uh, not communicating with their clients. So don't yeah. steal your clients' money and communicate with your clients. Like, Great. Yeah. Fair yes, enough. We can yeah. keep we can keep this one. Congratulations, Chicago Paul Hastings, <laughs> mid-level associate. Uh, you got your one for five so far. Yeah. They uh, eventually you can have unprofessional emails. Eventually, once you have that rapport with the client, you can send them Naruto gifts, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, you got to don't you, do that. It right takes at the start. a while. Yeah. Yes. There's a, you gotta you gotta reach that level of cachet with the client before you can mm. send the Naruto gifs. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number six, take ownership of everything you do. Once you touch a document uh, slash work stream, you own every mistake in it, fair or not. Uh, I, really, I can see that. It seems to me, it seems to me like the partner owns every mistake in it. Yeah. But, yeah. but I like I, occasionally we've, you know, uh, in like, there's like a three, three person litigation, regular litigation team in my firm. And sometimes all three of us miss something and, you know, all of us really feel like we should have caught it. We all feel sure. like we own it. So, yep. um, you know, that happens. Uh, I, I'm not too offended by this. We, you own it. Maybe it's not yours specifically. Okay, so here's... I'm just thinking about this as I'm talking. Is this senior associate yelling at the at the baby associate saying, yeah, you, yeah, I made this mistake, but you, you, you saw it. it. <laughs> yeah. You noticed. I mean, you didn't that, notice either, so it's your fault. That's my problem... We- with it because then if you scroll back up and go to uh, number five and talk about the someone is paying $850 mm. an hour for one hour of your time. Um, how much is the senior associate chart billing yeah. being billed out at, right? Like right. there is some sort of sort like, well, I don't know. Some people are getting paid a little, some people on this call are getting paid more for this document than I am. And so maybe you should be taking ownership. Maybe the ownership should be based on how much work was put in or how much experience you have. It depends on who you're talking to with this. I, I, I forgot. I don't know if Jason, if you said it was, were these first years that were being subjected to this or just I junior? Think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's juniors, but I don't know what a Paul Hastings junior means. I don't know what that vocabulary term is there. I, I yeah. thought it was summer associates because oh. of, because uh, of one of the points later, point number eight. Oh, okay. Uh, summer associates. And that's, that's, inexcusable i think to be yelling at them that if there's a mistake in one of these things you own it yeah. or fair or not that, yeah. that, but that's solely based on so jumping not not going to do all of number eight but the last four words are talk to your classmates oh um, okay. gotcha yeah so that's why i thought it was summer associates mm. Mm. yeah culturally i don't know what that means classmates in that context but yeah. uh take ownership be, of everything you do yeah. uh yeah once you touch a document work stream you own every mistake in it like basically this is uh you're going to be scapegoated by the partners <laughs> and by the senior associates so be ready for it and uh, take your medicine and like it be comfortable uh, under the bus yes as, as uh, advice to not blame shift i love it uh yeah. like yeah. don't like after a mistake is is discovered don't start pointing fingers it's not helpful 
Um, oh yeah, a lot right. of this is based on context. Like I, I hate a lot of this because if it's in a PowerPoint being presented the way it is. If this yeah. is one associate pulling a new associate aside and just saying, like, sort of quietly saying, like, listen, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to stay here long term, but if you do, here's the things you have to do. Hmm. Then a lot of these are not yeah. that bad. Like even down to like the clients expecting everything to be done perfectly. That can yeah. be framed in a way and told to somebody in a way that's like, I'm not defending yeah. this. I'm just telling you, I have been chewed out for you know taking 25 hours to get back to somebody on something. If you don't yeah. want that to happen to you, here's some advice. But this maybe, being thrown up on a PowerPoint and, and shown to summer associates uh, is a little different. Maybe it's unfair, but I definitely get a big. Uh, Alec Baldwin in uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross <laughs> yeah. vibe from oh, this. this person Same wishes time. they were that cool. Coffee's for oh closers God. only. Yeah, yeah coffee's <laughs> for closers. All right, uh, moving on to number seven. WFH, work from home, is a luxury. Don't take advantage of it. Okay. Buy a full home setup, two monitors, docking station, keyboard, mouse, and a working phone. Oddly prescriptive. Uh, hmm. Or come into yeah. the office. No poor connections, no excuses. See number three and number five. Uh, you know what? aside from the heavy handedness, I, I I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, work from I, home is a lot. Why doesn't Paul Hastings buy, buy their lawyers this stuff? They're billing them out for $850 an hour. Yeah. That's my question. Yeah, I mean, during COVID I had friends that were in big law and they had to purchase all their stuff down to like phones, <laughs> like um, ethernet phones and stuff. Um, Did they I get reimbursed? No. Oh. It's very strange. I like. I don't know. It's a very weird. It, it's like these things are set up. I like. There are these tracks for expensing things like parking and and dinner and stuff like that. And then there are ones that just haven't been considered, and they don't seem to be willing to like. As times change, they're just not interested in yeah. you know making changes. So it could okay. just be something like that. I, I still think it's sort of inexcusable, more or less. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if you're gonna have people working from home, it just seems like an extension of office. Uh, of yeah. office expenses. Uh, I wasn't going to try to make my office pay for my, you know, 2070 super uh, uh, at home, uh, right. you know, build a PC. But if I, I wouldn't think it'd be, it would be that ridiculous to have them pay for a docking station for me to work. No, from I home. mean, especially when you think about like ethernet phones and things like that, I don't know that I would know. I mean, we're everybody on this call are re- reasonably technically savvy. I don't know that I would know what sort of phone to go purchase to just suddenly be able to connect to my work, you know, line or whatever. So even just yeah. from a sort of practical standpoint, you would think that this would be something that would be provided, but I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, I, he, it's this, I say he, this uh, senior says specifically, see number three and number five, where it says number three is you are online 24 seven. If you are going to expect me to be online 24-7 and you're going to command that I have this full home set up here, why the heck aren't you paying for it? Work from home right. is not a luxury. You're expecting me to be online 24-7. Yeah. And so you'd better facilitate that. That's a good point. The labor lawyer in you is like, oh, you want me to work, work from, from home, home, but you're not going to pay for my work expenses? Yeah. <laughs> work from home is not a luxury. It's an expectation unless you're expecting me to live in the office. Right. God help us if you're expecting that. But, yeah, hardcore. Uh, okay. uh, hardcore. Yeah. Come on, move the beds in. Yeah, hardcore, parkour. Uh, number eight, no questions until you've tried to figure something out for yourself. Google unfamiliar concepts, search the DMS. I assume that's document, document. management system. Yeah. Uh, uh, read statutes, read the instructions, etc. Still can't figure out the answer. Talk to your classmates. I assume that classmates is like, Non-senior. Probably, 
Yeah, I, I expect that associates are entering the firm in waves yeah, uh, yeah. with graduating classes. And so that's probably the classmates that we're talking about here is like, oh, yeah, uh, you're talking about first year, second year, third year. Uh, but like this one is not bothersome aside from the heavy handedness. Uh, Google unfamiliar concept. Yeah, like yeah. definitely do that. Uh, you know, there's absolutely no reason why you should walk into a partner's office and have the partner say, let me Google that for you. Like, you should not have that happen. Search the DMS, if that's what I assume, like a knowledge base uh, yeah. or a knowledge management system. Yeah. You prior deals. That, you're just looking back at prior <laughs> deals, right? And you're looking to see if, you know, has this been done before? Have we done something for this client before? Maybe I can find the answer in a prior deal. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you up to that. Read statutes makes me think, that this uh, associate might be an idiot, the senior associate, because <laughs> in transactional law, I mean, the the odds are like, what do you read statutes? What am I looking at? What what statute is going to be on point for this this uh, what an M and A thing, right? Come on, mm. read statutes. Yeah. How often would would that be? The, would a statute have the answer for like what we're doing in this deal or what we're? I don't know. He uh, yeah he he broke the rule of threes. I was like, maybe it was a rule of threes thing where you know you always want to yeah. list three things. But no, it broke. The, he, he made that four things. Yeah, um, read the instructions. Yeah. What am I assembling an IKEA cabinet? What instructions? <laughs> uh, is the rule of th- is is the rule of threes thing something that exists in like society in general? I thought it was just a Presbyterian thing. Oh, the rule of no, threes is a, definitely it, a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, um, it's like a it's like a mental uh, almost compulsion, right? Like to to, yeah. to list to do three to things. You know what I mean? This thing, threes. that thing, and that thing. Yeah. At least okay. three, I would say. Uh, yeah. 30 Rock had a thing about the rule of threes that I, I'm basing this on. Um, now, I that, now I have to go back and rewatch the whole series. Yeah. Uh, but, Jake's recommendation yeah. for the week. But That's I, your recommendation I, for the day. <laughs> I, I agree that with this point. Like, you shouldn't be bugging senior people with like kind of basic no. questions that you can figure out by yourself. Like, yeah, uh, I agree. And I think it's just like a... a uh, um a self-reliance or an independence thing is this good for you to figure out like getting that habit of figure right. trying to figure out what what's going on before you go go to uh going to ask it or if you're going to ask a senior person confirm what you think you know like so i right. had this question here's what i think the answer are answer is does that sound right and then they can uh and then they can correct you if that's not right yeah. um yeah, so I'm not. I'm only mad about the not mad, uh, only bothered by the uh, uh, by the uh, attitude of it or the the. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, uh, what are we on? Number nine. Uh, Number nine. I I don't know is never an acceptable answer. Uh, and it <laughs> says C number six and number eight. This is terrible. Uh, especially for junior associates where you're saying, I don't know is never an acceptable answer. Uh, I don't know is absolutely an acceptable answer. Uh, probably the best, the better way of doing this is the way that I think they taught basically everybody in law school is I don't know. Let me find out for you. Or I don't know. Oh. Let me look into that. Yeah. Uh, or it uh, depends. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> no, no. basically right. Uh, but I don't know is never an acceptable answer. I, I'm just not okay with that. There, there needs to be room for I don't know yet. 
I'm I'm going to be I the defender of this one. I think. Okay, uh, go for it. Which is so I. This is something that happened with um, at my current firm. It, it's not that you can't not know, because obviously you cannot know things, and you don't have to hide that. But if you're been, getting answered, if you're, well, I guess this is a little little bit of a different, uh, a little bit of a different situation. It depends on the context, but like um, the uh, uh, so. Imagine you're asked what, you know, what the answer is to this. You can say, I, I'm not sure, but here's what I think it is. I can confirm that. I can lo- look that up for you. But here's what yeah, my yeah. basic, my common sense would say. My understanding of this area of law would make me think is the answer. Or my understanding of this, uh, uh, of this company or these, this person would make me think is the answer. So you can at least have like a baseline of what you, they think the answer is. Yeah. yeah, it shouldn't be your final answer, but I uh, to to Jason's point, right. like I I think that it can still be. I mean, it shouldn't be your final answer in a vacuum. Just the phrase right. "I don't right. know" and then nothing more. But I think you could still conclude you don't know. I mean, you could still yes. like you could do all the research. You you can have basically what the answer is, and the answer can be like, yeah, I'm not sure. Here's the two ways it could go, or here's the two yeah. things we could do, or and I don't know which is right. And I, we, you know, this is a. a a matter of first impression or, or something of, of that kind. Like yeah. foreclosing that entirely to me is just basically saying, I'm not interested in hearing you say, I don't know. So uh, do, pull a chat GPT on us and just be confident in everything you say. Like, you know what I mean? Like just whatever you're going to say, say it confidently and don't ever tell us you're, you're uncertain. I don't want, yeah. I want certainty turned way down on the AI that is this junior <laughs> associate. This just it, really gives uh, like a shark, uh, a shark tank, not the TV show, but a shark tank vibe here where like, mm-hmm. You can never put blood in the water. You can never show any weakness and yeah, right. admit that there's something that you don't know. And uh, that's totally consistent with my understanding of big law, of yeah. my of the reputation that big law has from talking to my friends who are in big law. Like, let's just don't don't ever put any blood in the water because the sharks, the other sharks will. It's yeah, telling that there. it's paired with C number six and C number eight, which are take ownership of mistakes and no questions until you've Googled it. Which is like right. a lot of the time that's not going to solve the I don't know problem. Uh, mm-hmm. So right. yeah, you know, and, 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 and it's not, not a, a mistake. So yeah, not to be a downer with the the blood in the water thing, but like uh, those sorts of things have like trickle down or, or ripple effects in terms of uh, if you don't feel comfortable saying to somebody you don't know, there's uh, other things you may not feel comfortable yeah. saying. You may not feel comfortable saying you feel as though you are burning out or you. Uh, you know, are not in a good place mentally, or you need a break, or something, right? And it, this, or all of this, this might be a felony, <laughs> or this might be a felony. Yeah, this all, and and from a from a sort of uh, uh, self preservation perspective, from the senior associates, uh, maybe less senior associates, but partners as well. You don't really want. Uh, you don't. Uh, t- uh, I'm going to very cautiously make this reference. I'm going to reference Hitler, but in a bad light, it'll be fine. Um, you don't want to be Hitler where none of your generals are willing to wake you up and say D-Day is happening and and it's not going to go well for us. We need to do something because they're all afraid of what he's going to say. Right. Mm. You don't. Yeah. Want, it doesn't work out well for him either. I don't want to spoil the end of World War Two for you, but it's not good. He gets <laughs> married, but then the last few minutes are not good for him. Um, so you don't want to be the the partner that like no one will come and tell you at, to right. Jason's point, like, yeah, this is a felony or this is not the way to do this or, or whatever. So it, even if just from a self-preservation standpoint for the senior associate or whoever that is, you know, showing this, um, not a good idea, not a good general rule. Let people say they don't know. Let them be honest about what's going on yeah. with them, etc. 
There's a uh, there's there's an article recently about like a, a consulting group that you know goes to businesses to test the health of their organization, and one of the ways they right. test the health of the organization is how willing the um, how how much the upper management uh, fraternizes with the with the staff. Uh, and how right. willing the staff are to go to the upper management with problems, because if they aren't willing to go to upper management with problems, then it is very prime for organizational collapse. So, uh, yeah, that's Makes kind sense. of the the situation here is shut up if you don't <laughs> like hide your hide your problems, uh, right. kid. Hide your problems, kid, or you're gonna get <laughs> eaten up out there. Yeah, trust yeah. me, I'll okay. eat you. <laughs> moving on, moving on to number ten. Uh, this is a series of like hyper aggressive uh, <laughs> type A, type A platitudes isn't right. Uh, just sayings. Yeah. Uh, this is your career. Your in all caps. This is your career. Hmm. Uh, embrace that reality and always put your best foot forward. If not for the firm or your deal team, for yourself. Yeah, put oh. your best foot forward. This is your career. At the end of the day, it's bold underline. It's your reputation that will carry you, uh, whether that's here or in-house or elsewhere. Make it count. Like, yeah, great. This is like the uh, big law equivalent of uh, live, laugh, love being etched on somebody's wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. I like that firm is capitalized. <laughs> just the, the, the word firm is capitalized. That That's because even if you're just referencing Paul Hastings' uh, uh obliquely you need to capitalize the term that is used to mm. reference paul hastings <laughs> that, that, this, that sort of is telling this is really like the you know the abusive relationship um the wrap-up of the bu- abusive relationship in a nutshell that is this slide because it's like ultimately yeah. comes back down comes back to i do this for you man i'm, I'm right. just you i want know, this for you man yeah. I'm, I'm i'm trying i'm just trying to help you uh, when I'm, I am but a shepherd, uh, telling I'm you just to shut trying up to and, uh, and don't think <laughs> and uh, answer my phone whenever I uh, whenever I call you, even if it's 3 a.m. I'm just trying to help. Right. You um, it also has a little bit of the sort of middle school permanent record thing. Do you remember? I mean, I don't know if that was common with, where, where you guys. Oh, yeah. The idea that you know, thing, everything was going on your permanent record. Right. From, yeah. from like sixth grade. That's it. Right. After elementary school, everything goes on your permanent any children listening to this, I, I can't imagine why you'd be listening. I'll tell you now, though, there's no permanent record. Oh my god! And, and you're going to corrupt the kids. <laughs> it's your like, reputation that will carry you. No, no yeah. it isn't. I mean, if you do Paul Hastings for, and you spend five years there, you're going to go someplace else on the strength of those five years and that being on your resume. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not your reputation, really. I mean, if you're really like just absolutely egregious in your behavior then sure maybe that you know your reputation it can it can be your undoing for sure but i don't think it's going to carry you if you just keep your head down and you manage to keep your job for a certain amount of time the world will be your oyster to the extent that's what you want and this whole thing is window dressing just as jake said to make them you know to, to close this out on like actually we care about you we're doing this for you this whole presentation is for you uh you know dragging the beds into the offices so you can sleep there that's for you too abusive relationship all the way through. Yeah. So in summary, uh, uh, big law, bad. Yeah. Big law. Yeah, bad. I mean like don't, any, don't any hardworking, any law firm that tries to convince you that working you to death and having no life outside of the law firm, is what's best, best for you. They're just doing it for you. Right. Uh, or whatever else. I mean, it's startup culture. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure you guys see it. If you go on yes. LinkedIn, 
LinkedIn is just replete with this sort of just yeah. basically hustle repackaged vert. Yeah, hustle yeah. culture. This sort of version of this. It's other versions. Rise of this, and right? grind. Rise, Rise and grind, grind, baby. Yeah. I like yeah. the ones that are the fake ones where it's like, I, you know, I, I missed my kids. Have you seen all those like sort of <laughs> yeah. at the end? It goes, yeah. who are you? You're not my father or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is there's a whole bunch of different. I, I, I think this is a sort of distinctly American thing. I mean, I, I'm sure it's been exported elsewhere. But my understanding is that like this definitely this working yourself to death thing uh, in these sorts of jobs, these white collar jobs is something that sort of came about here and sort of is most well exemplified here. Um, and yeah, yeah certainly here, not limited. here in Japan, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ger- yeah Germany, the, uh, Germany, maybe Russia, all the Axis powers. Yeah. Italy. I don't think of <laughs> Never mind. Italy. Italy. Uh, like, that doesn't sound that. right. I don't right. know. No. What, what, uh, uh, yeah. what uh, stereotypes can we think of? <laughs> think of? Anyway. I don't know, but let's, <laughs> let's stop with that. the stereotypes yeah. and move into follow-up. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Jake, do you have anything to share with you, us about yeah. Reedy Creek? Uh, just that, so after, um, so last week we covered the development agreement and the restrictive covenants that Disney got in place before the Reedy Creek got taken over. Uh, and the, the press that ended up coming out when the district realized that this had happened. Uh, the governor has asked for a criminal investigation, uh, and the attorney general has asked for and has started investigating. I have no idea what they're what they are investigating. They're they seem to be. Well, I have an idea, but it's not. Uh, it, there isn't a lot of law that supports it, even invalidating the agreements, which is that it was somehow self dealing, or Disney. Hmm. They mentioned we need to find out how involved Disney was in these decisions. And the answer was Disney was extremely involved because they were the other party to the contract. So yeah, uh, they had to be extremely involved. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how, how that goes. Um, if, you know, if the procedural stuff with those contracts was messed up, then, hey, they might be that might be a reason to invalidate them. But I'm betting Disney had its ducks in a row when it came to that. Um, I did put out. It sounds oh, like we might be needing your uh, your continued uh, expertise then for some time forward. You'll still have a, a, a Disney Reedy Creek expert job for a little while longer as this develops, right? Yes, apparently. Okay, good. Uh, good. So I and I put out an, uh, another piece on Bloomberg Tax. Uh, it's just basically the same breakdown from last week, but in written form for people who don't read our podcast, don't listen to our podcast. Um, so yeah, the Jake read down. it if you like the audio Jake down. Good deal. We'll put Jake it in down. our uh, show notes. I'm adding it right yeah. now, so I don't forget. Yeah, the the Trump indictment, the hot Paul Hastings things, those those were hot Jakes, and the Reedy Creek thing was course. the Jake down. All right, I think that's it for follow up. Right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of what's going on, I, I don't have anything really this week. My what's going on is I'm going to let you guys go quick so that Jason can back to his vacation. Well, you can both get back to yeah. your vacations. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, go on. my new working vacation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's yeah. going on with oh, you guys? Uh, I'm still play- playing Resident Evil 4. It's still really good. I, I don't know. I, can I do that three weeks in a row? That seems like cheating, but it's very good. I think so. I'm going to get it now. Now that you've done it three weeks in a row, I'll buy it. <laughs> Fine. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, my what's going on is I'm on vacation. It's great. I strongly the recommend beach. taking a vacation. You recommend a beach? Yeah. What beach. beach are you at? Or I where mean, in general? Uh, 
Well, OPSEC, he can't. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I know you don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna contr- come for you. I'm gonna control OPSEC a little bit here, but uh, it is a coastal Carolina and Georgia beach, so it's barrier island beaches. Okay. Uh, you end up with these. Uh, it's. I, I. I think it feels different than a Florida beach because the beach is long and it goes on forever. When the tide is low, it can be like. 150 yards to get out to the water yeah. from where you set mm-hmm. up your chairs at high tide. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just like vegetation and wildlife and a quiet, slow life here uh, while you're on vacation. None of the uh, kitschy, like Panama City Beach type stuff. There are no airbrushed T-shirts. It's just nice and quiet and serene. Strong recommend. Very cool. Uh- there so um last year i went to a conference uh and my wife and son came and my my son is uh my son's autistic and he's got very specific preferences and he hates crowds and so we were trying to find something good to do with him and my wife took him to a very like a desolate beach and he loved it uh and so we tried to find when we were driving back from um this was in the Fort Myers area and I, we live in uh, the Orlando area. Um, we were driving from Fort Myers to Orlando and we were like, let's, you know, let's find a beach. And my wife put in a beach and, uh, and we get there and it is absolutely jam packed. The most crowded place I've ever been. Turned out it was Siesta oh, no. Key, which I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like literally a really reality show beach. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it is the That's only reason i thought of it for. was that yeah no and he hated it because it was tons of tons and tons of people but also i thought of it because the beach is hunt like 300 yards long between where you uh between where right. the beach starts and where the ocean is and it's all packed down mm. like rock hard yeah. sand um mm. from people walking on it uh for wow. for how the people walking on it um yeah it's it's not my favorite beach (laughs) i'll put it that way Uh, no i'm not yeah yeah. i'm i'm with your son i'm not a fan of crowds uh like i like the beach i like like so i grew up (laughs) on the jersey shore i'll be quick i grew up on the jersey shore but like the advantage to that was townies never went onto the beach or anywhere near those towns during the summer you go out the winter because of the toxic waste because toxic way you never swim in the water you fools yeah you don't you don't, you don't go in the water but um you go in the winter and it's lovely in the winter but in the summer it's insane it's just i mean you know yeah from crime to everything else but i, I like our, your recommendation yeah. uh, a nice quiet yeah. beach and i I'm, hope you both get to continue to enjoy your vacations thank you i i, I haven't started yet i'm i'm about to start now I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I was trying to do like a radio guy playing that. Don't, don't worry about it. But you gave up on, on it being I English? Gave I gave <laughs> up on English because because words weren't coming. Immediately it was just gibberish. Okay. Words were coming. Uh, I was just, outstanding. I just it's okay. Oh. <laughs>